the fantasy football hangover, a show that doesn't blame the win for a bad performance. This week, we discuss beard transplants, player managers, long away trips, and look ahead to game week 30. Go, go, go! Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the Fantasy Football Hangover. I'm Will and I'm here with Rich. Hi Will, how are we doing? Yeah, good thanks. We're down a member today. Rob is absent. Couldn't yeah. bothered. Well, I heard he was killed by Aaron Ramsey. Oh <laughs> dear. Yeah. Ramsey strikes again. Yeah. Double strike. Double strike. Well, and actually King Kong Bundy died today as well. I didn't read that. Yeah, so actually triple strike. Um, yeah, the so Ramsey sad. curse, which is every time Ramsey scores a goal, Aaron Ramsey, someone famous dies. Yep, high profile. So Keith Flint, sadly not with us anymore. Yeah, Thank you, awful. Um, and Luke Perry. Luke Perry. Yeah, take you so, back to those um, teenage dreams of 90210. So the sooner Aaron Ramsey moves to Italy, the better, I'd yeah. say. Good luck, Sharon. Yeah. Uh, but so yeah, we are back. It's game week 30. Ooh, yeah, up for that. So we've got the usual um, tips and tricks coming up for you. So we, we'll start off with 6 and 60 in a minute, followed by, sorry, I haven't got a clue, uh, where I will give a little quiz question for Rich to awesome. identify the answer for. Uh, we've also got our feature best of worst of coming up where we'll talk about player managers oh I like this one I know the lo- oh, it's it's uh, they don't have them anymore there's a generation of fans that will never well have never known a top flight player manager yeah I, I don't know if it's even that common lower in the leagues now no I don't think it is it's very sad it's very, it's it a, is it was a wonderful thing um, so we'll delve into that a bit later as well as delving into the post bag to uh, read out what you've been saying about the podcast. And we will look, of course, at the blank game week of game week 31, which is not this week's feature, but it is. Oh, it's looming heavy. It's looming, it? so it's something that we need to think about. Yeah, ah. every waking moment. Who's blanking? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so uh, let's do some tips. Here's 6 and 60. Rich, why don't you kick us off? Okay, so first up, I've got Issa Diop of West Ham. Uh, Centre back, he's only 4.3 million, so budget, he's only 1.4% owned as well, but they've been keeping clean sheets. He's got 17 points in his last four, and he faces Cardiff, Huddersfield, and Everton, and he will not blank. Uh, and secondly, my favourite, David Brooks, back in the team. Brooksy. 74 minutes against City. Uh, they need to turn things around. They've got great fixtures. Huddersfield, Newcastle, Leicester, Burnley. And last but not least is Sadio Mane, who's uh, 9.8 million, so save a bit of money on Salah. Uh, Liverpool won't blank. Burnley, Fulham, Tottenham and Southampton. To you, Will. Nice. All right. Well, I have started off with Higuain. Off of Chelsea versus Wolves. He has scored three and five. He's averaging 5.4 points a game. He is also blank proof that Chelsea don't have any blanks. Oh, I've only got 10 seconds. Next up, Robertson, 6.9 million, 6.2 point average, four clean sheets in a row. I'll go on to him in a minute. And then Jamie Vardy, 8.9 million against Fulham. New manager, new Jamie. Nice. Oh, that was tough. I think we went over a little bit. Splits. Splits. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, I think you ate into my time. So, Slightly. Robertson, 
this is an interesting little stat. It's not a stat attack, but um, he is on target to break Jolene Lescott's record haul of 196 points in the 2007-2008 season. Do you know what the most remarkable thing about that is the FPL record points hall holder is Jolion Lescott. I know. The heck? Isn't that amazing? That's, but the, the, as a defender, I should say. Uh, as a defender. Sorry, defender. Okay. Even so, I'm surprised. Yeah. But also... Ian but, Hart. I know. What, yeah. <laughs> Ian Hart. But maybe that was before bonus points or something. Maybe they changed some Matt rules. Elias scored every week for 38 weeks in the spin for Leicester, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> um... But also, Virgil, wow. Vir, Virgil van Dijk is also on set on target to break that record. So is both he? Liverpool players could break that record, which is very wow. impressive. I mean, Robertson is remarkably consistent. I think I made a huge, potentially made a huge error by transferring him out for the younger, sexier, and cheaper Trent. Yeah, um, lots of people have done the same, but I've uh, I've stayed consistent with him. I'm he's six point nine million now. I got him in my team. He's worth six point four, so right. I've had half a million raids on him, which is. Lovely. Yeah, he's just the one. He is count yeah, those he pennies every day. Uh, and who else did you go for? I went for Higuain. Yeah, um, that's a good shout. And yeah, I mean, the key thing about him, well, in fact, all my picks are that they are all um, blank proof, so they're not, they're, they're playing in game week 31. Blank, so I've blank. Got, yeah, I've gone for um, yeah the teams that are playing in game week 31, which of course are um, Bournemouth, Newcastle, Burnley, Leicester, West Ham, Chelsea. Huddersfield, Fulham, Liverpool, Everton. So load up with those. Players. Yeah, and actually the those games. I mean, you'd fancy certainly West Ham to do well against Huddersfield, mm. Liverpool to do well at Fulham, yeah. uh, Chelsea to win at Everton, Bournemouth, Newcastle. I mean, it's probably goals in that. Um, yeah. Burnley Leicester isn't possible to call. I don't know. Mm. Will the Rogers effect be in full force by then, or will they be a little yeah. bit limp still? I wa- I watched the match and they were. They weren't amazing, but they definitely were pay, playing a slightly more exciting version of Leicester's <laughs> game. <laughs> yeah, it's slightly more, um, um, which like, is more counter attack, which is more possibly a little play. bit unlike Brendan Rodgers. Um, he's, he was never the most exciting of sort of managers in terms of how he sets his team up. Um, but they're his, quite dynamic, uh, his teams, aren't they? They yeah. waste a lot of time getting forward, whereas Puel has quite laboured their play yeah. in, in recent months of his tenure, where as opposed to like quick, get the ball forward, fast, yeah. pick the runs of Vardy. Um, but it's good. There's a few Leicester players who could do well. Madison could have a bit of resurgence, couldn't he? Yeah. Um, Vardy, obviously, is, is a bit of a star pick. Um, and I think both fullbacks, Chilwell and Pereira, are good players. Absolutely. And actually, if they can turn up at the back, Casper Smichael always makes loads of saves, yeah, but he does. they concede a lot of goals. so but I, Brendan Rodgers though his voice I know we discussed it last week it probably, <laughs> it probably creeps me out he also there's this weird video which um, that I think was t- discussed on um, on, an, on a radio show that I was listening to the other day and uh, they played the clip and it was a, a video that was launched when he you know a signing video sort of thing and listen to it the way he says Leicester City in it is Oh, really wow. weird. It's like he's never heard the word before. <laughs> it's 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 reminiscent of when Steve McLaren went to Holland and put on this weird Dutch accent. Show I'm Steve. Yeah, from Steve McLaren. It's sort of like Leicester City. <laughs> so soft and creepy. Um, yeah, it's really weird. Look, I, root it out if you can. Yeah, I really want to listen to that now. Oh, it gives me the willies. Um, so yeah, 
<laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll talk more about game week 30 and, and 31 later on but um, I should do our little quiz for you oh yes so this is uh, Sari Haven't a Clue which we might have to come up with a new name for depending on how Sari's career goes although he's had a bit of an uplift he's had a resurgence yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I'll ask you a quick question and you've got to give an answer now mm-hmm. and then you can rethink it and at the end of the show I'll give you the answer Excellent. so Let's see how we get on. I don't know. 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 So, Richard. William. On February 27th of which year, the last all-English starting 11 was fielded by Aston Villa. Oh, wow. So, this team, you can look up the whole team, but it features such stars as Dion Dublin. Julian Jarrettin, Lee Hendry, Paul wow. Merson, Ricardo Schimmicker, and Gareth Southgate. But can you wow. name the year? Crikey. Okay, so Southgate's still playing. Uh, it's late 90s, um, mid to late 90s. Uh, well, Southgate Villa before Borough, that's what I'm just trying to figure out. I know it's Palace, Borough, Villa, I think. Uh, Dublin... I think it may have been around 98. Okay. That's my initial thoughts. Okay. Initial thought is 98. Well, let's uh, we'll come back to that later in the show. Oh, but, I like um, that. Wow. Was that the all, last all, all English? I mean, you always think of the first all non-English side. I can't remember if it was Arsenal or Chelsea, but the, the, both teams fielded regular non-British teams. Yeah, I think yeah, it was either Chelsea or Arsenal, wasn't it? I think... I think it might may have been Chelsea did for that. Maybe there was a more maybe like the, I feel like there was a team where Ashley Cole was on the bench and he was the only English player on the, <laughs> yeah, in the entire yeah. sort of Yeah, that, that could team. be either, couldn't it? Yeah, exactly. It could have been either. Um yeah, so we'll come oh, back wow, to yeah, that. good good question. Come back to that at the end. So best of, worst of. Well, talking in nineties, right? No, absolutely. <laughs> So this week's best of worst of, we are talking player managers, and right. this is very much a nineties phenomena. I would say. Um, I in fact, so. I think there'd only been about five since in the Premier League since the year two thousand. There's only there's only been a handful. Wow, that's not that surprising. Yeah. But it's I like it was such a common theme. It was great when the guy standing up on the touchline suddenly hits hits the dugout, strips off, and goes on the pitch. Yeah. That's brilliant. And I was in my thoughts about it today. I was thinking if if they were around now, player managers would a player manager pick themselves in FPL? Oh <laughs> yeah! Like, imagine that. It's a weird one of kind of like. Then you just pick yourself every game because you're like, right, we've got to, got to get the bonus points, got to get yeah, the points or, in. Or I know I'm benching myself this week. Yeah, yeah, so so yeah. I'm going to stay on the touchline. Yeah, exactly. You know too much. Yeah, you do. Because it's like double insider trading, isn't it? Mm. Whereas, yeah, just a player, you know, they can only influence so Or if someone in the mini league has picked you, just score an own goal. <laughs> I, mean, I wonder if, um, if you're a manager and say you're Pep Guardiola and you're second in your mini league and you know the person who's first is triple captain Aguero, do you just haul him off on 69 minutes so he only gets a point? 59 minutes, yeah. 59 minutes. Or if you've, or, and if you've already run the league like Man City did last season, like, right, Jesus just, like, those last few weeks were just like, <laughs> right, I'm going to bring in 
<laughs> Phil Foden because <laughs> he's really yeah. cheap and everyone's like how could you know yeah. how would you know <laughs> I wonder yeah, yeah it's, 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 nice, it's a shame Scott Parker isn't still playing because now he's uh, now he's in, in the dugout yeah. like at Fulham it would have been nice to see him that would be great and Lampard at Chelsea you think could, yeah, could almost yeah, yeah. kind of still be donning the shirt because yeah, um, I, I have to say Scott Parker he'd be he'd be the manager of um, fancy football Oh, he's, he's now he's got a, a bit of handsome, a handsome lad. He's a I'd handsome say. devil. Hasn't mm. changed his haircut. Lovely, in yeah, years. lovely. Um, it, it feels like it's got a lot of volume in that hair. <laughs> like to put your hat, run your hands through it. I often think of Scott Parker as a kind of nineteen fifties RAF lieutenant. Yes, he is very him, much. Yeah, a furry jacket, uh, a leather jacket with a furry collar. Yeah, a pair of Biggles goggles. Yeah, a propellant plane. Really charming as well. Yeah, suave. Yeah, lovely. Little moustache. Oh, bless him. Yeah. yeah, drinking a cocktail of some description. Still, Fulham are going down. Yeah. I can't see I'm any further than those three teams in the uh, relegation I know, it feels, it feels pretty sewn up. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'd be glad when Neil Warnock leaves Premier League again, but... Uh, he, I feel like this season he's slightly repaired his reputation. Mm. He's, he's quite dignified through the salad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's had some ridiculous complaints. Uh, maybe it's just because you sort of expect it from him now. Yeah, we haven't touched on the uh, the, w- the wind being a problem. Oh yeah, for Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, in fact, maybe that's why Rob's not here. Maybe it's too the wind's too <laughs> it's, strong for him. It's to too get gusty here. in Kensington. Yeah. I can't I possibly did, make it. I did see a few good excuses <laughs> in uh, on on Twitter of uh, that was my worst FPL game week of all time I blame the wind (laughs) Um, very good so anyway player managers so yeah yeah, I mean I think there's only one best of for me is it King Kenny yeah as much as it pains me to name a Liverpool player so Kenny Dalglish um, was appointed Liverpool manager player manager in 1985 he went on to win three league titles two FA Cups one League Cup before retiring from football, from mm-hmm. hanging up his playing boots in 1990. He then only lasted another year as manager, so he resigned in 1991. So one would say, actually, he was better off staying as player-manager. Yeah. He probably just should have, and should he, have stayed And his second that. spell at Liverpool was thoroughly disastrous. Yeah. He didn't make it on the pitch once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Kenny. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that is impressive, isn't it? What what an absolute hero <clears throat> for that club. I know. It is amazing. I don't know if there is a player-manager that achieved anything quite like the success. Um, I mean, the one I, I came across that was sort of closest to a best of was Rude Hullet, mm. who was in this peculiar um, traffic jam of player-managers at Chelsea. I know, a really weird se- really section strange. of player-managers. Yeah, we were talking about earlier, weren't you? You were saying that uh, um, Glenn Hoddle had taken over at Chelsea, having been player-manager at Swindon. Yeah. Uh, and then he left to take the England job, sadly not with the playing capacity as well. Uh, so Rude Hullet moved from the playing staff to the player manager staff. And then when he was sacked because of a dispute with Ken Bates, uh, Gianluca Vialli took over as player Ken manager. Ken Bates did not have many nice things to say about <laughs> no, Rude Hullet. No, he, he said, what was it? Uh, I, I didn't like his arrogance. Uh, in fact, I never liked him. Yeah, fantastic. And yeah, you don't get many players, yeah, managers sacked over a um, contractual dispute. But then I imagine Ken Bates would have said, I'm never paying you that, now get out. Mm. But, he was, I did notice about Rude Hillett that he was then later in charge of a club in Russia, I believe, and he was fired for being a party boy. <laughs> oh, really? Which, I mean, you don't want to be a party boy as a manager. Sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's the party, party boy manager is, is <laughs> pretty unheard of. Yeah, that's very true, actually. 
Uh, well, well, we may get on to Paul Gascoigne or Mercer later. Well, yes, but yeah. Rupert, um when he did take over um, in '95, he delivered the FA Cup, which was Chelsea's first trophy in 26 years. Yeah. So, in that regard, for a short period, I think he could be called the best of. I sort of see that Chelsea team as I, I loved that Chelsea team. It was the first really international based team in the Premier League wasn't it it yeah. was you know you had Viali you had Di Matteo you had Hullet um, uh, who was Zola um, um, Dan Petrescu that's the guy I think of yeah it was Bre- you know um, all these fantastic sort of foreign talents that come in from you'd seen them in probably USA 94 and then yeah. Euro 96 and they all came into the Premier League and they were so like so exciting and when it was Di Matteo scored that goal FA Cup final and probably was that FA Cup final 95 96, was, what, was the it? fastest ever? Yeah, like in the first minute or whatever it was. Yeah, um, yeah that was a really exciting team. Yeah, it was an it exciting was, And it was the foundations, I guess, for what Chelsea is now, which is disgusting. Utterly yeah. <laughs> vile, yeah. <laughs> well done, Rude. Your, your legacy lives on. Yeah. Did, you, did you have any particular worst offs? Because we're probably moving much yeah, more I towards mean, that direction, I, aren't we? I, I, interestingly, Viali was sort of regarded quite badly in mm. his latter time at Chelsea he did win the the Cup Winners Cup and at the time was the youngest ever manager to do so um, and he was still manager. scoring goals quite yeah early. yeah absolutely um, and yeah until Andre Vs boas uh, won the Cup Winners Cup or equivalent of um, he was the youngest or he was the youngest man- he then became the youngest manager to win a European trophy right yeah um but yeah, in terms of worst of, I mean, I, I think um, what a, a funny story is, as I always comment on Forrest, is um, when Stuart Pearce was player manager at, at Forrest, he um, he took over from a uh, friend of the show, Frank Clark, in 1996, <laughs> when Forrest were sadly bottom of the league and destined for relegation. So Psycho Pearce could not save the club, but... Um, it, he certainly didn't help himself when on his first team sheet he failed to name a goalkeeper. <laughs> he accidentally omitted Mark Crossley's name from brilliant. the uh, team sheet and his wife noticed. She was like, here, here missus, look at this. And uh, she was like, you know you've got a goalkeeper. You haven't got a goalie on there, dear. Uh, thankfully, he hadn't submitted that to the FA because that could have been very embarrassing. Uh, not not quite as embarrassing as when Ron, Ron Atkinson was manager at Forest and in his first game he went to the wrong dugout <laughs> that's just brilliant we've had some excellent uh, howlers of managers that's for sure but um, yeah talking of howlers I, I'd i totally forgotten about this but Gazza at Kettering oh yeah I had that one I mean easy brilliant. to forget he lasted 39 days 39 <laughs> days and having played for Spurs Lazio Rangers you know to end up at Kettering Town like quite how we ended up there I'm not sure some sort of personal relationship with the manager or owner wasn't it yeah probably went fishing yeah but didn't the owner then uh, sack him uh, claiming he drank every day and yeah, made his position untenable stunk of booze is very sad that um, is quite sad um, there was did who, you I mean who would drink on doing what's doing <laughs> I know professional, professional work we're not this isn't professional but yeah <laughs> we are tucked into a very nice beer at the moment Dream Factory Pale uh, Two Tribes Brewery yeah, tropical pale. It's um, very fruity, but um, very delicious. It's, 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 deli- it's right, delicious. It's from right balance of and bitterness. it's from right around the corner from my office. It's from Tower Yard Studios. There you go. Um, I might go and check that out. It's a lovely brew. Yeah. Check it out. Um, did you read about Romario's mm. uh, 
player manager career. I, I briefly read about that, but remind, yeah, remind the only me. One that, uh, so Romario um, claims uh, over 700 official goals, which personally he claims is over 1,000 if you include youth football friendlies. It does, that's a similar thing to Pele, isn't similar it? Similar thing Pele, to Pele, Pele yeah. I think he goals. wants to have scored more than Pele. I right. Think there's a bit of rivalry there, but he played for amazing clubs, You know, um, lots of clubs in Brazil as well as PSV and Barcelona. Uh, but he took over a Vasco da Gama player manager in October 2007 at the ripe old age of 41. Uh, blistering start to his player manager career, scoring three goals in his first six. But he left under a bit of a cloud in February 2008. Uh, he claimed the president was intervening in his work and he couldn't continue to be manager. But it later emerged he had failed a drugs test in December uh. 2007. And do you know his excuse, what the drug was for? Oh, asthma or something, probably. Anti-boldness. Oh, amazing. An anti-boldness drug wow. uh, to stop his uh, follicle challenges. Uh, but that drug also serves as a mask for anabolic steroid use. Yeah. So, um, oh, dear. That's sad, isn't it? It is a bit sad. I hate when people are tainted by that, when they've had a marvellous career and then in their latter... Time. Yeah, I mean, why? Well, I guess maybe because you're 41 is the reason you're yeah. using steroids to did enhance you, your performance. Did you read today that Robert Snodgrass is in trouble for, like, uh, abuse at a anti-doping staff member? No. So he's he's been Snogging. fined for... Him and him who stopped throwing abuse fast food. Throwing abuse at a member of staff. So it wasn't that he refused to do a drug test or anything like that. It was that he was abusive towards one of the anti-doping people. Stop watching me while I take a pee. (laughs) Very strange uh, behaviour. Yeah, it's so so routine now. Surely after every game, it's like it's part of the thing. Maybe he just made a a throwaway comment that he's been punished for. But um, yeah, possibly. Yeah, very Poor interesting. Poor old Snotty, uh, a career's player manager, beckons well, for Snods. What was quite interesting is that in terms of player managers, so I, I believe Ryan Giggs was one of the last player managers in the Premier League um, right, when yeah. he served as brief interim manager before Van Gaal. Van Gaal yeah. So, yeah. And he actually substituted himself off in his last ever match. Did he? Yeah. So uh, I, I don't know how often that will have happened. So he came off and it turned out to be his last ever match, age game. 40. So yeah, that's a Go on, quite an interesting stat there. Sub- subbing yourself off for your last ever yeah. appearance in your just to make sure you get that standing ovation. Well, I don't, I don't <laughs> even know. Maybe he didn't, he, I don't think he knew it was going to be his last game. I think he yeah. then was injured and couldn't play another game, as uh, I recall. But that's um, probably more manage- yeah, managing his minutes as well. Yeah. Um, did you have any anyone else of any other persons of note? No, there was nothing. Nothing else. I think I'd love to. I'd love to know. I mean, obviously there was. Looking into sort of player coaches and stuff like that as well, whether they're people who are still playing. Oh, yeah. And of course, there was that that goalkeeping coach at Sutton last season. Do you remember him? Who no. he was the, the reserve goalkeeper, the sub goalkeeper. And when Sutton played Arsenal in the FA Cup fifth round, and Sutton lost two nil, he famously was caught on the touchline eating a pie. Oh yes, yes, yeah. So he was the goalkeeping coach and, and goalkeeper, sub goalkeeper, and he. Um, there was an eight eight to one on his on hit through Paddy Power, I believe, on him eating a pie during the match, and so he did that <laughs> as a as a stunt, and subsequently lost his job and got fined and banned for two months, which is very unfortunate yeah, for what is. is a silly you know I mean it was a silly move on his part, but but nothing 
yeah. particularly considered or spiteful. But what's quite interesting is in the next game after that, because they still hadn't had a chance to sign a new goalkeeper or get anyone in, I think they had to field an outfield player in goal because their oh, goalkeeper crikey. was injured or banned or something like that. So they, they had to field an <laughs> outfield really player for the, the entire penalty. game. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, that was I was looking into other players who've kind of uh, been involved in the coaching staff. Yeah, but, I mean, interesting. I, Lombardo is of course another yeah. one which uh, who we mentioned quite a lot on the podcast. Yeah, a very elegant player. It's funny, isn't it? I didn't realise Pass is signing direct from Juventus. Yes, so he come from the absolute mm. top level, Rolls Royce player, mm. player manager for a season, yeah. took him down. Left, joined Lazio, won yeah. Serie A. <laughs> it's bizarre. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you, that's a pretty rapid return from. A big fall, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah just not ready for management. Mm. Um, do you remember uh, Magic Merson's ill-fated spell at Warsaw? Of course. Yeah. yeah. So he went there as a player um, in twenty thirteen, no, two thousand three, rather, um, and took over as manager. So was that from Borough? It might Philip have been straight from Borough. Yeah, I think I'm not certain. Would, would, um, but or Portsmouth? Portsmouth? He was at, wasn't he? Was he at Portsmouth after them too? Possibly. Yeah. The journeyman end of uh, Magic Mercy's yeah, career. I reckon he would have been Portsmouth because that was when in Championship or Division 1 or whatever it was at the time, Redknapp right. had signed like Defoe, Sheringham, Merson, all these like <laughs> yeah, incredible yeah. sort of journeyman players. The Championship Globetrotters. Often at the end of their career, although Jermaine Defoe is somehow still playing <laughs> somewhere, isn't he? He's up north now. Yeah, yeah he's gone to Rangers. Yeah, at, yeah, it's, South, it's yeah Rangers. Rangers, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, he uh, yeah he couldn't prevent them sliding out of the division, uh, and then the following season he used forty four players, oh, a club wow. record, um, and then was probably uh, replaced. Yeah, but it didn't didn't quite work out for him. Did you see Nick- Nicholas and Elka had a brief? Uh, well, there was two things I saw in Elka. He certainly was the player manager at Mumbai City. In right. the uh, Indian Super League, yeah, uh, which didn't go so well. Um, he was supposed to have had altercations with players, uh, with the club captain Sunil Chetri and some of the coaching staff, and then failed to guide them to the knockout stage of the league because that's how their league works. Uh, as they were knocked out by the bo- uh, bottom side Kerala Blasters, but I couldn't figure out if he'd actually had a spell um, or at, of at, as manager of Shanghai. Um, in China, he went there as a player, uh, and then John Tigano was the coach, was sacked. Right, and then it, I, I found stuff that he was supposed to be taking over, and then there was stuff about him having arguments with the club, and I couldn't quite figure out if he'd actually left as a player or left as a player having managed a few games as well. Oh uh, right, yeah, yeah. But yeah. maybe that's one for John Tigano as well. Wow, maybe that's one for the FFH fans to come in and fill in the gaps. I was just looking up because. Um, very we just before this we were talking about whether there'd been any international player managers. Oh yeah, yeah. And I suddenly remembered Mark Hughes because he was in charge at Wales. He's been in charge at Wales twice, hasn't he? Right. And um, I believe the first time was just it was in '99 or something like that. So has he been in manager of Wales twice? Or I am just making am that not up? sure if you're. No, I've made that up. Um, but he was manager of Wales um, in 1999. But I think he just retired. From international football at that point, so he didn't. Yeah, I wonder himself. if there have been any internationals. Yeah. <clears throat> like, was Georgi Haji manager of Romania? Oh, uh, possibly. I wonder if he played 
We can we can do a bit of digging on that. Yeah, but if, if you know of any international player managers, that'd be yeah. interesting. And of course, if you are a manager yourself, um, yourself and play for your side, <laughs> wherever you are, we'd want to hear from you because yeah. we love player managers. We do. Oh, I just, uh, we didn't mention Davids. Of course, Davids. who we have both met. <laughs> yeah, the man with glaucoma. Yeah, um, Barnet. Is it Barney? It was Barney he yeah. went to, yeah, who, uh, having won the Champions League, been named World Soccer by World Soccer Magazine as one of the 100 greatest players of all time, turning out for Ajax and Juventus and many others, uh, went to Underhill, uh, relegated first season of League Two, including being sent off three times in his first eight games. That is unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. A sea of aggression. What a record that is. It's because the pitch is slightly slanted. It is. So he lost his it position. Is. Yeah, I've never Probably. been to Barnet. I'd quite like to go and see a game there. It is. It's good fun. Arsenal always used to play a pre-season game. Yeah, that's Arnold right. Hill for many, many years. You know, I saw a lot of players there, but it's, yeah, it's a bit of a pain to get to, but it's a nice little ground. Maybe a day, a day trip for us, we should go. Yes. Yeah. Fancy football outing. Get in touch on FF Hangover on Twitter. And on Fantasy Football Hangover on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening. So, Scott Barkley, I'm not sure if he's Ross's brother. Probably. Um, has been on in touch on Twitter about, I don't know if you saw this, and actually when you were talking about the baldness, Romario baldness. Thing. Oh, yeah. So, uh, he sent us a tweet about Bordeaux midfielder Yunus Sankare, who has been sidelined um, due to a fever brought on by his beard transplant. <laughs> Beard transplant. Yeah. So he's had wow, like a fake beard put in, and he's got <laughs> quite a few. He's had quite a few side effects, and he's out with a fever at the moment. I mean, that's just mental, isn't it? Isn't that ridiculous? You look good. Yeah, I'm just looking at some pictures. There's a, a picture of a man with lines drawn on his face. Which... Yeah, and the first thing on Google <laughs> says, "How much is a beard transplant?" Yeah. So yeah. Oh, wow. It's Yunus Sankare from Bordeaux. I don't know if I'm spelling, uh, pronouncing that right. Right. It's Y O U N O U S E, and then Sankare, which is this is boring. <laughs> this, is, this is top quality podcasting. This world. is welcome to spelling with Will Nichols. Yunus, U N I Sankare. Now you try. So yeah, I mean that is very good. Thank I've you. I've never heard of a big transplant before. Barkley. Yeah, thank yeah. you for pointing out that is um, incredible. I wonder if they take hair from your head because normally a hair transplant does the hair come from like your leg or your anus sometimes. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, this is a family show. Don't I always think that because there was a lot of stories about Rain Wayne Rooney. Um, yeah. I had I had um, Daniel from Dunfermline right in <laughs> uh, just pointing out that there was a recent friendly between the USA uh, national women's team and the England women's team in the She Believes Cup uh, where all the US female team were asked to pick the name of a, a woman who'd inspired them oh, um, that's nice. which is really nice so there were names um, Sally Riley was the first uh, American female in space to Serena Williams to Cardi B uh, Jennifer Lawrence and J.K. Rowling um, nice match finished two two, but I thought it was really nice. Uh, it's like Cardi B alongside uh, Cardi B. the first woman in space, there. <laughs> yeah, strong and powerful, and J.K. Rowling. Uh, there was yeah, so an interesting spread, but it was all it was all personal stories from the players about women who had inspired them to do well in sport or overcome challenges. It was really it's a really nice piece actually, and it was all uh, celebrating International Women's Day. So, Brilliant. So that was very good. Yeah, it's International Women's Day today, isn't it? Is it today? 
It's this week. It's definitely this week. Definitely this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we because uh, we get all our stats on who listens to the show, mm. and uh, not individual people who listen, but we know where they're from. And uh, we've always noticed we've got lots of uh, listeners in Egypt. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mentioned it on Twitter, and um, uh, Neil Perini, who's been in touch a few times, said uh, maybe maybe in order to keep our Egyptian listeners, listeners happy, we should do a, a Mido deep dive. Where we <laughs> go, go into uh, Mido's illustrious career I mean, in great depth. I think he, that's a phenomenal shout. So There's so much there. He's he's played at 15 clubs, right? And he has managed six. So he's managed yeah, six. So we've got we've got 21 clubs there to talk about. Wow. So maybe in the pre-season, maybe over the summer, we should do a yeah, little Mido deep, deep dive. dive. Well, it's funny. Mido. We were talking about protests last week, mm. and the player I'd looked up and forgot to mention was Mido. Oh wow! Who um, was substituted in a, a game? Uh, an African Nations game in 2006 uh, around the uh, the game poised at 1-1 had the almost mighty touchline protest screaming in the face of the manager throwing his toys out of the pram while, while he was doing this the substitute come on from him ran up they had a corner and scored with his first touch to win the game 2-1 amazing just brilliant absolutely brilliant tactical yeah. genius that uh, is good, the manager but yeah, yeah. that's, that's in- I, I would love to talk more about Mido such yeah. an interesting character he is, and we um, we also we've noticed that we've got some listeners in Azerbaijan, so we need to find some Azerbaijani players to talk about. Okay, <laughs> this is, this is more harder. of a challenge. Yeah. Get in touch if you know of any uh, Azerbaijani. <laughs> I, I couldn't find as I don't. There's not been an Azerbaijani player in the Premier League. Okay, um, so we need to find out if there's been any Azerbaijani players anywhere else that have. Yeah, have I wonder. Mm. Well, my instinct says look at the French league. Really? Okay. I don't really know why. No. But uh, we, we, we can revisit that. Yeah. Um, I, I had um, someone contact us on Facebook because um, a couple of weeks ago, Exeter played Carlisle. Yeah. Which I think <clears throat> may be currently one of the longer trips in the English League. Yeah. It's a 347 mile round trip there and back. Man. I mean, for a League Two game, uh, what, what commitment and... God bless you, Exeter and Carlisle fans, for doing that season in, season out. But um, it made me think and look into some of the longer distances in world football. Would you like a little rundown? I would. I'd just flag that Plymouth took a away day to Sunderland at the weekend, oh, um, which is a very long that trip. That is a very long trip. And there, were, there was, I, I can't remember if it was on Five Live or Absolute on Rockwell Football, but there was... Um, uh, mentioned there was a, a fan who messaged and he had got up with his uh, he'd taken his seven year old to the match and they got up at 4am to get oh, there oh wow for a three o'clock kick off yeah I mean it really that's, is commitment that's, that's amazing commitment. yeah it really is four year old yeah uh, no seven year old seven. up at four jeepers I've got a seven year old I can't imagine keeping them amused for that long <laughs> <laughs> and those mood swings through the day oh, waking up that early painful particularly serving up I'm going to crack into a beer but yeah go into um, your, yeah. your oh. so uh, the, one of the next ones was Atletico uh, Tucumán versus Olimpio in Argentina which okay. is uh, 1,874 mile round trip and then Start versus Tromso in Norway 2,562 mile round trip. Wow, I didn't even know Norway was that big. I know, right? Uh, this one's mm. less surprising. Delhi Dynamos versus the Kerala Blasters in India uh, is 3,326 miles. Uh, Guangzhou versus Chanchun in China, 3,830. International versus Sierra in Brazil, 
5,234. Getting into the top three now, Will. Uh, Orlando versus Vancouver in Canada. Uh, 6,418 miles there and back. And then Perth Glory versus Wellington in Australia. 6,542 miles. Wow. Can you guess the country of the longest distance? Russia. Correct. It is Zenit St. Petersburg on the West Coast versus newly promoted uh, SKA Cab, uh, Cab of Roche, right. who are uh, well, very close to Japan and the Korean Peninsula. Wow. It's a 10,906-mile round trip. That is... Over 5,000 miles each way. I, I, Bonkers. I, I can't even get my head around... <laughs> Like, do any away fans go to these games? Like, I, I don't know. How can they? Yeah. I mean, there's days of travel, that. Well, I mean, yeah, that well, is like a proper flight, like going to... Like, yeah, where would you... Where, yeah, that is going, that's like a 12-hour flight, isn't it? Probably is, yeah. So there you go. Any that's interesting commitment. travel stories or um, distances or pains you've had to endure with seven-year-old children <laughs> on the way to a football game, get in touch with us. Please, please do. <laughs> Okay, laddie. Well, we can see from your results that you've um, unfortunately had a massive stat attack. Stat attack. Stat attack. Stat attack. So, did you see any of Bournemouth versus Man City at the weekend? I didn't. You'd probably be glad that you didn't, right? Because. Bournemouth became the first club since Opta, you know, the stat people, yeah. since Opta started statting. To, uh, so Bournemouth became the first club since Opta started statting to fail to get a single shot on or off target in a Premier oh, League match. Wow. They never even won a corner. Jeepers. They had 18% possession. <laughs> and Kyle Walker, the Manchester City defender, Registered more points than Bournemouth, uh, more passes than Bournemouth did. Wow! The but they, they only lost side, one nil. They only lost one nil, and that is why I'm so angry that Sergio Aguero only scored me two points. <laughs> <laughs> he was my captain, and, and he got me four points total. From I mean, well, unbelievable! It could have been worse, Will. You could have captained Paul Pogba like a certain Richard Clark over here. Uh, yeah, who I scored mean, minus two, or had Patrick uh, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang up front who scored me minus one. Yeah, he thanks, chap. Him and Pogba were captained by many, and those minus ones, and so minus annoying. twos, were so painful. It, it's very rare that there are two penalty misses in a weekend, and so yeah, for them to both be in your in your side must have been pretty frustrating. I had Paul Pogba, but no Aubameyang. Oh, so annoying. Um, I mean, my my weekend was dreadful. I, I think it was it go it's got to go down as one of the worst game weeks of all time for most managers. It was horrendous. Yeah, I, was... I dropped I dropped something like two hundred thousand places. Wow, um, which was a nightmare. But. Uh, because I've had green arrows for like yeah, probably about been, two months on the in a row. Um, ever since I sort of stopped caring properly. <laughs> well, I care, but like ever since I just gave up in terms of thinking, overthinking it. Um, so that was a real setback. But uh, <clears throat> there was one. Um, there was uh, something that the Fantasy Premier League uh, pointed out. Um, there was a player. I haven't actually got the name of his team, but he had Larice, Rice, Jimenez, and Dini on his bench which was a combined points tally of 48, uh, and he had a combined points tally of 40 in, that his, is in his side. Horrendous. I mean, that is awful, isn't it? It is. I scored 28 points, which is, I mean... Oh, that is not great. My 
front six of Salah, Pogba, Moutinho, Aguero, Rashford, and Alnatovic scored me um, a very, a very, <laughs> a very healthy ten points. God, yeah, oh, that that is awful. I, I had Jimenez who scored twelve, so he kind of repaired. And Sané didn't play, so Ward Prowse came off my bench to give me eight, which which was helpful. yeah. I saw that coming. I mean, I thankfully I had Fabianski, Robertson, and Wembasaka with some clean sheets to keep me going, but it was all just really dreadful all round. Yeah. On to next week, yeah, just absolutely. Right, draw a line under it, um, move on. So we've got some fairly interesting fixtures. Um, game week thirty. So we've got Palace Brighton, which I. I Kind of feel like vicious derby. Yeah, and I, Batshuayi has come into come into his own. He's been a great loan signing there. Yeah, and uh, Brighton are in free fall. Zaha's in in form as well. Yeah, so lively. Schlupp's playing well. I think Basaka's back in the side. Batshuayi would have been uh, would have been in my tips if it hadn't been for there's uh, a blank game week for Palace the yeah. following week. But maybe if you've got him in your side. Or you're thinking about just bringing in a quick transfer and then doing free hit in game week 31, then Batshuayi could be a good a good shot there. And West Ham away at Cardiff. West Ham playing really well. Yeah, Cardiff um, not so much. Yeah, West Ham are really good at home at the moment. I just um, don't know who you pick from them. Uh, I know. Because the front line isn't firing. You know, Anasovic isn't scoring. Chikorito's in and out of the team. Anderson always feels like the one, but always returns two yeah. or three points. And I thought Antonio was going to do it, and then yeah. he didn't even play, didn't start. Yeah, frustrating. Um, and but then, so you've got. Back line, the back line's solid. Declan Rice and Fabianski are two, two yeah. great shouts yeah. there. Um, and I think maybe Arnie's going to start He'll playing, come yeah. good at some point, won't he? Yeah. You, you know, he will. Um, I think he had another virus or something. He just keeps having setbacks. mysterious setbacks. Maybe he's had a beard transplant. <laughs> <laughs> um, then Huddersfield Bournemouth. Uh, I would kind of probably advise against this match all round because Bournemouth yeah. didn't play well. I haven't been playing brilliantly, but, but I have got Brooksy back. Brooksy's back. Um, and so maybe Huddersfield is a game to turn your season round. Although, obviously. They, they, they're at home aren't they Huddersfield so yeah I mm. know oh, yeah yeah it's going to be tough um, but I'm going to I mean I'm going to avoid that game uh, Leicester Fulham that's I think that's a good shout for bringing Fulham, in Leicester uh, players as, I, as I've said I'm bringing in Jamie Vardy um, yeah so looking at that keep an eye on Madison I think he not, I'm not quite convinced he's back at the level yet but I think in that price bracket as well, he's one of the more solid midfielders. Yeah, Newcastle, Everton. I mean, Newcastle again. I don't know whether I touch them, but I do currently have two players. Because, uh, <laughs> well, LaSalle. they were the informed side until until that West Ham result. Yeah, and you still think at St James's Park against an indifferent Everton, they're relatively tight at the back. I really like the look of Almiron. I think he mm. looks like a great player. Rondon's playing well. He's dovetailing with Perez well. Um, I don't have long staffs back from injury, but he's been in great form. Yeah, I think he is. Uh, he might be back for the next game. Yeah, yeah. I found, I, I suspect a, a Newcastle win. Yeah, I kind of I felt that's a one 0 So I've, I'm going to keep Lasalle in my uh, back line. Yeah, I think my back line is all all home games for game week thirty, nice. which I love that. Love yeah. seeing all the home oh, games. Boy, I like the H's. Um, Southampton, Tottenham. Nah, I'm no, not looking at that. Yeah. Obviously, you don't pick Tottenham players, but no. um, I mean, I'll, I'll keep. Ward Prowse on my bench again. Yeah. Probably. And then City Watford. I am. I mean, Aguero is the only City player I ever really look at. Oh, Jesus is fit again. 
I yeah, but I, I don't know. I'm I'm sticking with Aguero, and I might captain him. It's between him and Salah as captain. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I'm partic- I'm definitely going to get Sane out this mm. week. It was it was flagged to me um, just to dart around a bit, but Liverpool Burnley. It was flagged to me by FPL lad who is uh, one of the members of the um, FPL is Life Instagram group, oh, which nice, we're a yeah. member of. He, um, I'm assuming FPL lad is a lad. Uh, he said that this is the first time in history that Salah has blanked for three games in a row. Wow. So, it can't, I, it can't happen again. Well, you say that. I, I think it might be time to downgrade to Mane. But we need to keep our Egyptian listeners, so yeah. don't, don't go dismissing Mo Salah, <laughs> right? One more week, Mo. Well, actually, if you can't turn it on at home to Burnley, then, uh, then it's time. That's exactly it. This is, this is what I'm going with. So um, Yeah, and you tipped two game, didn't you, against uh, mm. home to Wolves. I and mean, Wolves are in good form still, so I, I don't think that's an easy one. But if anyone's going to score for Chelsea... He's the one. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of see that as a quite a high-scoring game, or maybe yeah. at least three goals in that. You could see Chelsea winning it 2-1. Uh, Rob, if Rob was here, he'd definitely be saying that's a 2-2. Yeah. <laughs> Always a 2-2. <laughs> Much like uh, Arsenal Man United, actually. He's got draw written all over yeah, it, hasn't yeah, it? I think so. Yeah, it's uh, it's very much like Arsenal Spurs. It's going to be kind of a... Ruddy draw. I know. Um, yeah, that last minute penalty miss. Oh, it was so frustrating. That whole game was so frustrating. I don't think Arsenal were even particularly good. Spurs had a, a real off day and um, couldn't really press home an advantage. But there you go. That's yeah. what it is. So, and then, and then game week 31, we've got to look at these blanks because it it's important when you're looking at your transfers. We will obviously focus on game week thirty-one in much more detail next week. Yeah, but um, are there any kind of does, what are your decisions this week, and are they being influenced by the blank week? Yes, they are a little bit actually. Um, so I'm I'm definitely going to ship out Sane. City don't play; uh, he doesn't play anyway. And I, I kind of I, I do yeah I keep talking about Mane, but I want to bring in Mane for Sane potentially. Mm. But I think maybe the only way. Be to free up some more cash. I need to have a little think about that. I, I want to bring Brooksy back in, yeah. um, probably for Moutinho, who I've got a Wolves. Um, and then I probably want to bring in a, a West Ham player in the back line, potentially, or a Newcastle. I can't quite decide. Yeah. But there, there's a lot of reasonable options at a sort of relatively low price for those those players, for those teams. Yeah, I mean, I having used all my chips, I've been planning ahead for game week thirty one for a while. And my, when I played my wild card a few weeks ago, it was I was loading up on West Ham and Newcastle and uh, probably yeah, and Liverpool just to kind of make sure I had the players that would take you me through for the end of the season. You could field a team, um, yeah. But I, yeah, I mean, I think Brooks is a great shout. We've obviously supported him massively throughout the season, and. Uh, and then let you know Vardy and uh, maybe some of the other players, Madison, as he said. So um, yeah, we're looking at all of those, and uh, we'll keep you updated with how we get on. I mean, I think it's it's got to be better than next week uh, than yeah, last week. Yeah, roll on, roll on thirty. Yeah, it's, absolutely. Um, should we mention that we're now just drinking um, uh, a lovely can of Juice Springsteen? Yeah, in, a fantastic in, Juice Springsteen. In honor it's of the be- boss, beautiful can, tropical, tropical IPA, four point five percent from ABC Brewery. I mean, it's a it's a very beautiful can, and it's uh, it's got it's a bit sort of a bit of a mangoey infusion, I'd say. Yeah, it? it's, it's very very tropical fruity, maybe yeah. even slightly too much. Uh, yeah, it does sort of. T- it's got a kind of umbongo vibe to it, <laughs> um, and not in a necessarily a good yeah, way. Yeah, it is orange as well. 
Yeah, is it in colour? Oh yeah, it is a bit orange. It's a bit orange, yeah. yeah. It seems to come. It's not my beer of the week. I would say the previous beer, which was uh, no, the two tribes, literally sitting in the bin, uh, the Dream Factory, two tribes Dream Factory Pale. You described it as a tropical pale, but uh, that, uh, it's not as yeah, tropical. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's certainly not as tropical as this chappy. Um, so yeah, check that out. They are on uh, at Two Tribes Brew on all good socials. Well done, Two Tribes. But. Before we go, oh, we got the Sari. Yeah, the Sari reveal. The Sari reveal. Um, so, top of the show, just to remind people, I asked Rich, uh, I reminded him that in uh, on February 27th of this year, not this year, but a year, <laughs> the last All English starting 11 was fielded by Aston Villa uh, in the top flight. And that team featured Dion Dublin, Julian Joachim, Lee Hendry. What happened to Lee Hendry? Paul Merson, Ricardo Schimmicker, and Gareth Southgate. Oh, Ricardo Schimmicker. I know, for for us. Oh, he did, didn't yeah. he? Uh, yeah. So, can you name that year? You said 1998. I said 1998. Uh, I'm going to stick with it. Okay. Uh, should have gone a year up. It's 99. Ah, uh, close though, Will. Yeah. I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. So, uh, that villa size is good. Good that. Was that John Gregory? Yeah, it must have been John Gregory. It must have been. You can imagine him only liking English players. <laughs> yeah, don't want to do that for it. Juan Pablo Angel, no thank you. He probably avoided Ricardo Schimmicker because he was like, who's this foreign muck? <laughs> you can't convince me, lad. <laughs> Not in any way saying John Gregory is racist, by the way. Just yeah. to flag. Yeah, just um, trying that from the record. Yeah. That's dear listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah back to uh, full our full party next week I hope. yeah we will you've be. got a, you, you're going for an ACL uh, yeah I'm being operation. A, I'm being a real footballer I next know. week I'm having a, a cruciate ligament replaced so that is right knee. yeah in a, in a in a week or so so Which is the Rich might be out of back. action for a while but um so it might just be me and Rob for a while, maybe just me, just uh, asking myself <laughs> Sari questions. I'll, I'll be I'll be lying down somewhere so I can always dial in yeah, for, a, for a for a feature. Fine, uh, we'll I'll be give sure you to the send... in-depth uh, analysis of an ACL recovery. <laughs> yes, that would be good. Actually. See if I can resume my career. Yeah, um, he's actually having a beard transplant. Shh, <laughs> 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 it just needs filling these patches. <laughs> They're not going to grow themselves. <laughs> Um, right well until uh, until we meet again yeah thank you for listening thanks very much see you bye bye please um rate and review my daddy's podcast so he doesn't get 